everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 564. Sort of slightly delayed. I know uh, in the last show, which was, gosh, last year. Can you believe it? Uh, Happy New Year, by the way, everybody. Uh, I said we'd be back on the 2nd of January, but everybody was still kind of, you know, munching on uh, mince pies and or doing whatever they do over the Christmas break. So we had a kind of slightly impromptu uh, break. So welcome back to Sonic Talk 2019. 2019, we are in you fully now. It's now, what is it? It's uh, Wednesday, the 9th of January. This is the podcast to do with uh, music technology, uh, software, synthesizers, controllers, live performance, live production, studio work all of those kind of things and uh we're opening the the year with our first first show is what is it i said 564 didn't i episode 564 can't think of a, a number for that uh we've got a little bit of an extra guest uh, scenario here we've got a few more people because we wanted to start really with uh with some sad news. Uh, before I go to that, though, I just want to say thank you very much to uh, the guys over at YouTube uh, in the chat room and also our local ch- our chat is... Ah, oh, I haven't set that one up. I need to fix that. That's not working. Damn. So uh, if I come back there, I'm sure I can fix that again in a minute. Um, uh, Isotope will be giving away a copy of RX-7 a little bit later on, but um, unfortunately, we're sort of starting with... While it's sad news, it's also kind of quite joyous because... Uh, Alan R. Perlman sadly passed away at the ripe old age of 93, uh, which is, of course, terribly sad. Um, but, I mean, the legacy that he's left, I mean, if, if, if you don't know, you probably, if you're not watching, if you've seen the show before, you probably know who Alan R. Perlman is. Uh, father of Arp Instruments, Inc. Uh, passed away on Jan- uh, January the 6th. Um, and I, I, we've got Dave Spears on the show here, uh, actually, with my button there, uh, who's going to um, talk a little bit about him. But we'll introduce the rest of our guests to begin with, because I know Dave's got to get off, but he wanted to say a few words. So let's have a quick introduction. Well, we'll say hello to you, Dave, first. But before we get on to that sad news, we'll uh, we'll see how everything's going in the land of G4, G4Software.com and uh, the new year. Did you, uh, did you manage to enjoy Christmas and uh, all of that stuff without getting sick? Yes, I think that's the first year for about three years we were relatively logy free. Uh, everybody else I knew was hit by it. So, yeah, we were kind of unique, really. It was nice. It was quite one. In fact, my wife had been ill earlier. And the reason this is a quick one for me is she's just come out of hospital. So if my phone goes and there's a text on it going, I've fallen over, I need to run. But hopefully that won't happen because I've left her lying down. <laughs> Yes, we should point out that it's it, it's just a it's routine a routine service operation, not a, not nothing kind of uh, too <laughs> too horrible. So, although I'm sure it's very painful, but get well soon, Louise. Please do. Um, anyway, thank you for joining us, Dave. And we've also got Mr. Yoad Nevo here, uh, who we haven't seen for a little while. And uh, one of the reasons we haven't seen him is because. He's got a new studio and he's moved studios and he's looking a lot happier and less stressed. Oh, that's what I said. I told him. Happy New Year, Yoad. Um, you're now in Happy your new, new place, right? I'm in my new place. It's still not quite finished yet, but uh, I'm just showing you the, the part that is kind of <laughs> nearly there. So uh, you don't want to see the rest of it yet. Still got box. When's it all going to be functional then? When? That's a good question. Ah, is there someone I'm, I'm asking, there I'm someone asking who, my builders yeah. the same question. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I detect that might be a slightly sore point, but uh, but yes, soon. It's on. It's an ongoing situation, Soon, right? Soonish, yeah. Soonish. Okay. Of course, Yoad is a Waves developer as well as being a producer, remix engineer, a songwriter, all of those things. Uh, and I guess you're itching to get started. Are you actually able to work there yet, or are you still? Yeah, you you, you won't believe the the kind of stuff that i've been doing here while everything was going off i had the the speaker towers empty and i put a couple of quested they look really <laughs> ridiculous in those big um in the soffits in this, this, uh, yeah and uh with all the dust flying around like twice a day i had to brush the the laptop and uh and my ears as oh, well man. and uh yeah it's been challenging, but it kind of, you know, it's like old school kind of um, doing some manual labor as well as uh, moving the mouse. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's I know what you mean. Fun, it's good. Good. It's good for the soul, that sort of thing. I, I, I totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, uh, we've also got Mr. Charles Chicky Reeves, who's there. He's got a very nicely composed shot. Lots of branding, Charles. I know you're big on that this year. You're. Have you got a? Have you got a 2019 plan? I see you've got a new 2019 microphone by the looks of it, which is front and center. 
I do. And I also have a new 2019 synth. I bought a grandmother, a Moog grandmother. Oh, yeah, I saw. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it is really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in town, uh, Wunjo was going out of business. So I started go. I went over there and just bought up a bunch of stuff. And, you know, I'll probably take another trip down there and buy some more stuff. <laughs> it's like, it's because it's so cheap. But yeah, I bought a few mics, keyboard. Um, so now, now I'm officially at that point where I'm not going to buy any more synthesizers. <laughs> I'm not buying any. I tell myself that at least. But yeah, I, there's nothing else I want to buy right now. So right, um, the grandmother. Yeah, I have to say that the grandmother is a great little synth because when I got it, I mean, I, I I've said on this show before. You know, I'm sort of a bit over the the classic Moog subtractive um, ladder filter and stuff. But actually, the grandmother is just it feels really nicely put together. Actually, I have to say it so, really does. Yeah. I think a combination of, I have also the, I have the mother 32. So I think using those two as, as one synth, I think it's going to be a really nice sound. I can get some really rich sounds out of that. Heck, I can do the same thing though with my, you know, you do an OP1 through it because it's got a real spring reverb. I love that. <laughs> like you bounce yeah. the machine and it actually, I uh, love that. Oh, so yeah, I'm, I'm really happy. I, I, that, I just got that in yesterday. So, uh, yeah, I saw I'm, the picture on, your, on one of your social posts and I was thinking, mm, yeah, yeah. you know, enjoy that. Excellent. Well, yeah. lovely to have you, Charles. I will get on Great to, to some more chat in a second. And of course, we have Mr. Gaz Williams. Happy New Year to you. Uh, how are you, Gaz? Yeah, yeah, I'm really good. Sorry about my strange camera angle. I was uh, I only just made it in time, so it's all a little bit uh, hodgepodge. Um, but uh, yeah, Yoad's a little bit in front of me at the moment. I'm doing a complete studio refit uh, over the next week or so, um, dreading it and looking forward to it in equal measure, dreading the amount of just graft there is involved, but really looking forward to it. I've, I've inherited Robbie Bronneman's studio furniture from his previous studio, which is uh, really kind of him. I've, I've been helping him a little bit with his... Uh, getting him set up in his new place so uh so that's prompted me to have a complete rethink and um it's going to be very different in here i'm looking forward to that so that's going to be a big change uh hopefully it's going to be kind of a little bit more practical as well for um collaborative work and that sort of thing um but like what robbie's got is uh is really cool he's got one of those um isovox vocal booth things which um so i've been eyeing oh, yeah. those up and they look really and it's and it's really good but i'm actually thinking i might have a go at making one because uh yeah i think it's some duvets um, <laughs> egg boxes yeah. <laughs> yeah but primarily because i want because what's quite cool about them is you can go in there and you can sing really loudly i mean i don't have the luxury of having a really nice separate studio i'm living in um like a terrace so i've got a certain amount of sound insulation here but um when i like to sing like a kind of like a loony sometimes you know like really loud and I, I I suppose it's my prog rock roots and stuff. Um, but you want to fully like, express yeah. yourself, no matter what time yeah. of day, right? And like you know, some people think these kind of isovoxes are a little bit kind of claustrophobic because you you know it's like essentially it's like a, a portable booth for for just your head. Um, but when you go in there, you can sing really loudly, and if you're just outside of it, it really attenuates the the, the singing by a you know enormous amount, really. So um, that's so yes, there's a, there's a few people kind of posted videos about how to kind of make some DIY style. So I think I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna be looking into doing. Right. Well, excellent. Well, I, I mean, yes, studio move. We haven't done any studio moves. I was just saying we did a bit of rib wiring and stuff. But uh, yeah, we should we should get on to the, the Dave. Should I should I play that clip first, or how would you how would you like to to handle this? Because yeah, if you like, might might be a nice intro. I mean, this was uh, a bit of audio as I was setting up to film him, uh, and I put the audio recorder on, but I didn't actually have the tape on uh, the video on at the time, so. But it's 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 a nice thing into how he got started. Okay, so I'll do that. So this is uh, Alan uh, R. Pullman, who's the, f the 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 founder of Arp Instruments. Who, like I said, he sadly passed away uh, a few days back, sixth of uh, of January. And uh, this is this is a, a little story about how he basically got into electrics. It's a little bit cropped at the beginning, but I, I think he's talking about how his parents, you know, would warn him not to go near certain things in the house. Yeah, not to do this, not to do that, and of course I went and stay away from uh, those things in the wall that plug in. 
And I, of course, <laughs> so I started probing around and I saw some knitting needles, so I went And then I found myself on the other side of the room. <laughs> well, and she, she scolded me. <laughs> and I said, you know, if, if I can survive that, uh, I'm, I'm interested in uh, this electricity thing. If it could do that to me, it can do other things. That's a lovely story, isn't it? So, I mean, I don't know if you managed to catch all of that, but essentially uh, uh, it, it's to do with the fact that uh, he, uh, when he started out, uh, he, he basically electrocuted himself with, by sticking a knit needle in, uh, in a wall socket and was kind of, uh, I suppose, just sort of, uh, 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 enamoured by the power that electricity could have. I don't see any other way of putting it. So it's a lovely story. And of course, um, in your film, Dave, I mean, you're very fortunate to spend some time with Alan and uh, talk to him because he, uh, as as we had a sp speak before, I wrote my little piece on 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 him on Sonic. And uh, you know, you were you were really uh, sort of taken by the fact that you know it's only 11 years of his life, and he was like 93. He did so much other stuff, right? Yes, and I think that's kind of what struck me. I mean. To put it into context, I mean, anyone who knows me knows I'm a 50-something-year-old 50 bloke who behaves like a 25-year-old at best and sort of <laughs> blunders through things, gets through things largely through to sort of tenacity uh, and a lovely industry and a reasonable musical ear. But when we did Bright Sparks, it took a while for me to persuade Alan to tell his life story because obviously it didn't end well uh, for him. And he'd rarely talked about things he done obviously Mark Vale's book and he'd done a NAM oral history. Anyway, I, I, I'd spoken with him on the phone a few times and eventually by being such a fanboy, I'd kind of persuaded him uh, to talk to us whereupon Chris and I jumped on a plane like pretty much a couple of days later, flew to Boston. So we knew it was going to be a really special meeting and you know, as was every one of the Bright Sparks interviewees, but this turned out to be actually quite life-changing for me because we, so we flew to Boston, we arrived at their apartment and I kind of suddenly had this little panic in that his two 50 year old blokes turning up at the home of two elderly people who really didn't know us from Adam, only from phone calls. And it kind of made me slightly anxious. Um, it was that sort of last minute nerves thing. And the door was opened by Alan's wife, who's a kind of short, but fairly formidable looking woman who let us in and introduced us to Alan and we set up and we were chatting and obviously that little piece was just kind of captured right at the beginning when he was talking before we turned the video cameras on. And uh, I was always really mindful and, and kind of nervous about the fact that we were intruding, you know, and effectively there were two kind of elderly vulnerable people. And what was interesting is it was also clear that Buena, Alan's wife, was kind of sizing us up, which was completely fair. Anyway, I started asking questions and Alan was a kind of dream to interview. In fact, I learned a really important interview technique purely by accident. I asked him a question and I got the question wrong. Uh, I think I asked what happened with the sale of Teledyne to Nexus, whereas it was actually the other way around. He sold Nexus to Teledyne, who is a huge company. But what that did is it had the effect where he corrected me and then he went full tilt into a continuous brilliant answer and actually for that alone I'm really grateful I kind of use that as a little bit of a technique now make a deliberate mistake and actually people correct you and settle into the whole process nicely um, and what was really interesting that struck me quite soon was that he'd never really been comfortable with being any kind of front man of the organization you know he was an engineer first and it's foremost often the case isn't it yeah yeah, and he was, in a way, he was kind of the polar opposite to Bob Moog, whereas, you know, Bob was um, a kind of very warm and outgoing character, evident sense of humour, and Alan was very quiet and quite shy and not particularly charismatic, not in the kind, the same kind of magisterial way that Bob was. Um, but his humour was great, but again, it was really quiet and, and he freely admits that he didn't really have a rapport with contemporary musicians back in the day and actually said that he couldn't understand them, the jargon and their orientation, whatever that latter word meant. But it became fascinating once I'd kind of worked out this kind of 12-year period to find out about other parts of his life. 
and you and I talked about it when you were drawing up your little piece and the fact that he took up running marathons and cycling as he approached 40 because both his grandfather and his father had died in their 40s of heart-related illnesses. And things like, you know, he loved Morton Sobotnik's The Wild Bull and Sibelius' Symphony Number no. 2. And he was also a really accomplished, accomplished pianist and a great painter. And his wife was also a really great artist. So during the interview, he kept kind of referring to Bueno as my guardian angel and told us that in their older, bigger house, they shared an art space in the basement. He kind of did engineering and art on one side and she did her art on the other side. And it was kind of strange. I started to kind of think of me and my missus, uh, not that I'm anywhere in the League of Perlman by any stretch of the imagination, but our setup is kind of similar. I'm upstairs, she's downstairs, we can yell at each other. She's uh, Alan's wife was a fitness fanatic, so is my wife. My wife is undoubtedly my guardian angel. And then there were loads of little things that started to kind of fall into place. And I just saw this potential tiny glimpse of me and my missus in the future if we're ever fortunate enough to live to that ripe old age. Anyway, um... Gradually, Brenna warmed to us. I think she could tell we were genuine, kind of, we were genuine and interested. And eventually, they asked us to stay to dinner. And we asked them over dinner whether they'd ever been to the UK. And they said they had in the 70s. And in fact, it's quite funny because they said they'd flown in and they'd arrived at a ho posh hotel in London, which was really stuffy, uh, to use their words. And we all remember those kind of hotels from the 70s. Uh, and they were very hungry after their flight, but they couldn't get into the restaurant because in those days you needed to have an aperitif in the bar, and they had a young child, Dina, who's my age, who was obviously young then. And, of course, Chris and myself kind of rolled our eyes and asked, you know, what did you do? Whereupon she explained that she did what kept her alive as a child, and I used my elbows to get to the food. We were, kind of, we were a little bit kind of confused, but I like this picture of her elbowing her way through the gentrified, gentrified kind of waiters and stuff and the surly London staff. Uh, so we kind of said, what do you mean? And she said, three concentration camps, my dear. And we just went, whoa. So over dinner, we listened to how she survived and how after the war she was a displaced person and with no documents ended up in the US and how via her brother, who I think was her kind of sponsor, met Alan. And we were utterly, utterly blown away. And then right at the end when we left, we asked Alan to sign our 2600 manual and Buena gave us a couple of her art pieces, um, enamel bowls, which actually take pride of place in my living room. And honestly, on the drive back to the hotel, Chris and I just didn't stop going, wow, for hours. So we'd gone for this talk about synthesis, but it had just broadened out. And actually, the love between those two people was so evident and so brilliant. Uh, I called my wife and explained it. And I actually said, I think I've just grown up, which obviously didn't last for very long. Ever, but what's fascinating is if anybody's interested out there, um, Spielberg's Shoah Foundation filmed Buena's testimony, and I posted it on my Facebook today with um, his daughter's permission, and it's out there on YouTube, and it's absolutely worth watching, particularly, I think, in these turbulent times. And for me, I think the best tribute really is the fact that, you know, Alan and Buena, despite all the challenges and everything they faced, for me, were like the poster children of... Love and great art conquers all. Oh, and that's well. my piece. Thank you, Dave. That's really lovely. Yeah. Mm. That's what a what a lovely what a lovely tribute. And and it is, you know, it, while it's sad, it's also celebratory, you know, and that is that is a good thing. And, and it's, as so often is the case, you know, we've we've I don't know how many times we've had these conversations with people who about people who've passed on, you know, but certainly in our neck of the woods or in our industry. More often than not, there is some kind of legacy left behind and there's some sort of remembrance and there's some sort of evidence of them being here. And obviously with him, there's you know all the beautiful music and that the, the, the continues to be made with the things that he did. And that's, that's something, I mean, how could you... In some ways, you know, being a facilitator for making the music is almost, is almost more important than, you know, having that song that people remember you by. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's an interesting thing, but, you know, being actually the source of it somehow seems to have more value. I don't know whether anybody feels about that, but yeah, it's sad. I don't know. Um, 
Uh, yeah, Ad, have you got any ARP stuff? I mean, is it something that you reach for a lot of time? I mean, it's hazard. It's uh, just... Well, I, you know, I, I do have the um, the Chroma Polaris, Ooh. and uh, yeah, which is a very. You talked about uh, beefy oscillators, and this one has like, it's it to me, it sounds like eight ARPs. You know, it has eight voice polyphony, and it, the sound is just mind blowing. It's uh, it's a little bit tricky to to handle, and it's got some really amazing um, software abilities. Like you can program the the sound of the click for the sequencer and things like that. And when you think, <laughs> and yeah, and when you think that it that it came out in '86 or something like that. It's just mind-blowing, the, the amount of... Oh, and when you open it, it looks just amazing how much stuff there's in there in terms of... I mean, it's fully analog, uh, and it has all the, you know, the eight cards for the voices and everything, but there's a, a great deal of of, of software um, going on in there, and it just sounds sounds amazing. I mean, the you know, it's it, it has those soft uh, switches like the DX7 and all that. Yeah, and the which, membrane which, stuff, yeah which are a bit dry and uh but i managed before they they kind of you can get by but but with the um, uh, midi quest i can i can totally control it and uh, it just sounds amazing it has a very very unique sound and i haven't heard anything like it uh, dave will will be probably able to to say whether it's kind of a um at, at, at 2600 at, at, yeah how much it it resembles uh or, or stems from uh 2600 uh or something like that but but to me it just sounds i mean it it could well be uh thought of as a as a as a big i'm looking at it right now and it it doesn't look that nice but but it sounds amazing <laughs> uh it, it it's a really big beast and i love yeah. it yeah, well, I know because I mean the the ARP stuff. I mean, we've talked about this as well, Dave. I mean, I don't know for for you, Chicky, but I mean, it, it's it's actually got a lot of uh, uh, resonance with the, uh, the UK kind of early electronic music scene because you know the Daniel Millers and those early bands. It was one of the more the only affordable synthesizers at, at the time because Moogs were, as we know, more expensive and harder to come yeah. by. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I've so I worked in a studio for years that had a twenty six hundred in there. And then I worked uh, at another studio that had one nearby that I had access to. And then again, up until pretty recently, I've had reasonable access to one. And of course, I've got the, uh, I'm not big on soft sense generally, but um, I do like the Arteria one. I think it's, I think it's quite good. Um, I do love the sound. God, it's just so amazing sounding. But yeah, I, I, it has been a dream of mine to own one, and I've always been in this situation where I've it's just been convenient enough that I didn't have to go buy one. But right. now I probably have to buy, have to find one. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, twenty six hundred. That's my dream sound. I love Klaus Schulze type stuff, and you know that's that's the sound I I go for a lot on sense. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, it's, it's interesting. Actually, Gaz, uh, for when we did the show in Bristol a little while back, uh, the uh, Chris, um, oh Chris Calcutt had a, an ARP. And yeah. it was really interesting because as soon as you, as soon as it was making a sound, it immediately commanded the, the, the sound stage. You were like, oh, that's what, oh, okay, I see that. Because he, he was using it live, wasn't he, on his, his yeah. set at uh, our uh, live at, live at um, oh, DBS Music. Great, that's what I'm looking great for. Great set as well. That, that, Chris's set was really good. Um, it certainly was, yeah. Well worth a watch. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I just puzzle how did they get it so right? with so little to base it on when they first well with the 2500 i suppose came out before it but prior to the 2500 and excuse my um lack of um knowledge here what what was their first commercial product under uh, the art name dave hmm? you'll know no the 25 was it that's oh. my dream since I have to say, but although that's mm, way that's, out of my league now, yeah, that's <laughs> we've got pretty much everything else. But the 25 is like, I had an opportunity. Oh, god, it's a long story, I won't go into it now. But I had an opportunity. Somebody in Germany faxed me saying that a friend of his had won an ARP Odyssey in a competition, and how much was it worth? And it was like a radio phone in thing for I think it had been sat in Telefunken Studios. Anyway, I went back going, it depends on the revision. And, 
the color and whatnot and the filter and whatnot. And I asked him to fax me back the details and he faxed me this list through and within 15 seconds of this fax coming through, I'm like, this isn't an odyssey. This is a 2,500 <laughs> that was in Telefunken studios for years and had been given away as a radio, uh, as part of a radio competition. And in fact, I tried calling this guy to go, I will drive to Berlin tomorrow and I will give you, I think at the time it was 5,000 pounds. Whereas his mate had offered him something like 400 marks. And ultimately I didn't get to him in time and his mate picked it up saying that it was useless. And uh, well, his alleged mate, his not mate at all, picked it up (laughs) off of him. And walked away with a 2500 which is now, you know, you see them now going for like £200,000. It is one of the most, uh, you know, it, it goes, doesn't it? The phases go, but the 2500 seems to be the uh, seems to be the one at the moment, the, 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 the synth that everybody would like to get and the, the, the rarities and all of that, right? Yeah, yeah. In fact, that was amazing about the Bristol event that I'm chatting to this chap there, Tony Gallagher, who holds up a picture. Of, I didn't know who he was. And he holds up a picture of a 2500 and says, I've got three of these. So I was his new best friend that day. Yeah. <laughs> we'll pop round to Tony's after the, after the, uh, after the show. And uh, you, you distract him. I'll see if I can slip one under my, <laughs> my extra large fleece. Yeah. But no, Gaz is, I mean, yeah, the arts, the, the, the legacy of those instruments is just, it's, it's hard to, uh, to overestimate, isn't it? I mean, they're just across so many genres of music. Prog yeah, as well. Yes. <laughs> it's especially pertinent today because uh, there's a service going on in Newton today. So actually we're there in spirit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, um, gosh, I, I, I guess uh, what's the time? I suppose I should do a uh, – Dave, are you all right to stick around? Or what's your what's your kind of uh, thoughts? I, I, I will shoot off. Thank you. Thank okay. you for letting me do that. Thank you very that, much. That's all right. Well, no, thank you for that insight. You know, I'm, I'm just glad you got to meet and talk to him. So, you know. Yeah, so am I. Very, very life-changing and uh, I'm hugely, hugely appreciative. So, yes, yeah. And I'd spoken to him a couple of times afterwards and well, via email and he'd always replied saying, nice to hear from you, which makes a change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheers, Dave. Right. Thank you very much. Thank I'll tell you, you what we'll do is we'll run uh, – we'll, we've got a little uh, message from uh, Isotope, which we can run now, and then we can do the competition. How about that? RX continues to be the industry standard and leader in audio repair for music and post-production. And with RX7, we've introduced groundbreaking new ways to quickly and easily fix and manipulate audio. Take the game-changing Repair Assistant, an intelligent helper that can detect noise, clipping, clicks, hum, and more. Also new in RX-7 is Music Rebalance, a powerful source separation tool. Drums too loud? Vocals not loud enough? Let's fix that. You can also create instrumental versions of songs by removing the vocal elements. You can now alter the pitch without affecting the timing of your audio, and conversely, Alter the time without affecting the pitch with the new variable time and variable pitch modules. Using the new dialog contour, you can improve the performance of a line or even create a new performance by altering the pitch contour of the dialog, therefore adjusting the intonation of the speaker and introducing Dialog Dereverb, a module powered by machine learning to reduce the presence of reverberations around dialog. RX-7, a new frontier in audio repair. And of course, you can uh, check it out for yourself by going to isotope.com forward slash. Well, actually, it does. It's not forward slash RX7. That'll give you enough 404 now. They changed their their structure. But if you head over there, you could download a demo that lasts for 10 days. And uh, we have competition from the last episode. Uh, and the winner uh, is uh, this is great, actually. It's, uh, it just so happened because it was, uh, I think the, we asked for to be tweeting Christmas Christmas Mixes RX7 and they did a little a little poem and it was Away in a Flanger, which I thought was a great Christmas gag. Away in a Flanger, <laughs> no Ableton suite, the little Korg Volker laid down some sweet beats. So that's uh, Babs, that's at Tweety Babs is the uh, handle so at tweety babs with zeds uh um please get in touch you've just won a copy of rx7 and if anybody wants to enter the competition for rx7 this week we're looking for the hashtag repair assistant that's one word repair assistant and the hashtag rx7 to at sonic state and at isotope inc that's the hashtag repair assistant and the hashtag rx7 to at 
Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. So uh, topics, topics, topics. Well, I was going to get on to kind of new, you know, Christmas gifts and New Year's resolutions, but actually we've we've probably can get on to some real stuff. Did anyone see, uh, no, where is it? Oh, I've actually got to throw this picture up. So because I don't have a video for it. This was uh, th this happened once before, actually, and this is the mm. FCC website in uh, uh, where you have to uh, submit designs for things like uh, um, radio frequencies and RF interference and stuff. You know, it's like a national thing. We got the same thing in the UK, and it's supposed to be secret, and this has happened to Akai a couple of times, and it, the, the, the submission was public for a little while, and uh, the, a picture was leaked that is this new uh, live APC, and there's all sorts of other details. It's now been closed, which... Uh, uh, is obviously good, but it's out there in the world. So it looks like a cross between the Akai uh, MPC Live, which, as we know, is a standalone uh, MPC, which kind of caused a bit of a storm, and there's the X as well. But this has also got, uh, I believe it's got some uh, CV and gate outputs as well, but also uh, a sort of push-style hardware, which, as we know, or maybe you didn't know, but Akai uh, worked with Ableton to create the first push. The second push is an Ableton-only thing. So this looks like it could be quite interesting just purely because you might get Ableton-style functionality, clip launching or whatnot, mm -hmm. inside some hardware. So I'm going to come to you first, Gaz, because uh, yeah. uh, it's funny. We we did a special on the uh, the MPC Live and the MPCX with Andy Mack. We did, we've done a couple mm -hmm. of presentation things, but we've not actually looked at it. But it's, it looks to be like a really powerful ecosystem. The idea of having something that is standalone like this, which also can yeah. control computer stuff, kind of quite fascinating if they're going to take it in this direction. Yeah, well, I mean, it's something that people have been you know screaming for for years is like uh, the hardware clip launching you know a hardware version of the clip launching parts the session view of ableton uh so as far as i'm uh, as far as i'm aware what's happening then is that the mpc software i can't remember which version now is it 2.6 or something two, yeah, is going to be introducing uh this or, or expanding rather the the kind of clip launching facilities so i think it's important to understand that it's not going to be Ableton Live. No, of course not. Right. It's uh, but that workflow of being able to, um, or the non-linear workflow of being able to trigger things. Um, Native Instruments did a similar thing, didn't they, with uh, the Machine Jam that they launched uh, maybe about two years ago. Yeah. Um, and it looks like uh, you know Akai are following a similar path, albeit with that thing of it being a standalone machine. And uh, this one does look actually like really good. It's got, uh, as you mentioned plenty well i say plenty of you know a, a decent amount of cv connectivity um obviously the uh, analog inputs being able to sort of sample directly into it uh, i mean you know, this is a lot of conjecture isn't it you know we are just well i mean it, it is interesting because i mean you've got to take mm. bear in mind that just because it's there doesn't mean it's mm. necessary but we suspect yeah. that this is what's going to be kicking off at nam yeah. i mean because there were things links to things like you know the manual and yeah. stuff so it may be that they're holding back for something later or it may not ever see the light of day but well, it, it seems unlikely that that would be yeah so i mean what, what what i'm interested to see is whether um whether those pads are musically satisfying to play or you know where whether they'll have uh velocity sensitivity uh, you know um like the machine jam for instance the pads are designed more for kind of clip launching than they are for in actually playing on to so it'd be interesting to see if akai are going to you know because before the push remember akai were the first really out the gate i think before um novation as well with the original launch pad with the apc 40 yes. yeah uh, that was that was, that was the first that, you still there. see that a lot of a lot of label yeah. performers are using that yeah. yeah 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 really good and obviously it's on the mark two now um but that was just again was um non-velocity sort of clip launching i'm However, sure they you know, will i'm sure they will because the, the, yeah they're using the same i mean I, i'm sure yeah. they will i'm sure they yeah. will. yes so so i guess that, that that's what i'm interested to see is 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 uh, as well as that workflow that 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 clip launching type of workflow uh, is it going to be really is it going to be a really nice satisfying um thing to play because some pretty decent synths in it now i think as well yeah well they're, they're, they're exactly uh, you could get kind of plug it it's, it's kind of get we're getting almost into meta land where it's you've got yeah. plugins that run in a hardware and um, uh, a, a standalone ecosystem but will also run in a plugin environment that you could use the hardware to control in the daw it's kind of like it's kind of right. head exploding <laughs> and, and, and if i just come to you charles um mm. is this sort of hardware the sort of thing that you could see like the some of the acts that you're working with 
starting to use live because I mean when this first came out the whole uh, the live and the X ecosphere system it was like wow this could mean basically no computer required we can run stems we've got yeah. samples we've got the outputs let's just do it and then we don't have to worry about having yeah. a computer even though it sort of is a computer anyway <laughs> I can I can see this like you know working I mean, I'll have to talk to Robbie about Robbie Brownman about this, but uh, I think I can see this really working well for Howard Howard Jones, um, a, a bit for OMD, um, and some other acts that I do live. I can I can see this definitely working. But as as far as for me personally, <laughs> three words: take my money. I definitely want one of these. If that is if that is what it looks like, it's going to be. I would love something like that. I mean, I I I love I love the push because or I have the. Which one? The push two. Yeah. I love that partly because I don't really have to be so involved in the in the computer, you know. But this just seems like next level. And I'm and, just gonna zoom in I'm, here because it looks like above all of those rotary encoders. I don't know if you could see that because of the, the, the screen capture might not get the there's there's actually a little L C D on that beveled edge as well as the big touchscreen thing. So you've got parameter readout by the looks of it on there too. Oh, so, so nice. That's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> but Chicky, yeah, you've spent I, all your money on the stuff from the <laughs> sales. You can't. Uh, or is that is work allowed? I don't know. What, it, the, what are the delineations? Yeah, there there seems to be an unlimited budget for things that i go i can make money from this somehow i'm sure <laughs> you know? but yeah i this i this this is what this looks like what i was hoping the push two would be i mean the push two is great i love it i use it all the time but this does look like a step above dramatically and i i, I yeah i want one i want one even before it's built <laughs> Uh, yeah, we don't know if it's... Uh, so, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I can see there you've got a little kind of uh, tribute corner to some Akai samplers there. That looks like... A, is that a, a 2000? And uh, have you got a 900 there? No, it's a, one th- uh, a one- uh, S1000 to 2000 with the special okay. EB something effects card. Right, okay. Uh, and a 3000. So, I mean, something like this, it's, it's interesting for me. I mean, I guess in the studio, it's probably less useful. But, I mean, in the same way that you maybe started out doing the same thing that I did, where you were hired to come into a studio to to perhaps Absolutely. operate this gear for the person that you know are in front of the desk. Do you, could you see something like this being the sort of thing that people would, you know, would come in and like, hey, well, I'll, I'll come in with this and we'll operate and we can make it kind of do what you need to do within the context of a session? I mean, it looks pretty powerful, I- right? Uh, yeah, I have to say that when the uh, MPC Live or X or one of them came out, I I went out and bought it, and I really liked the f- touch and the feel and everything. But I was I was really put off by the fact that it still uses the the kind of old Akai paradigm of program files and that you have to load everything in advance in order to. And for me, what I like about uh, machine, uh, instance, I know it's 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 just a controller for 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 the actual software, but it's the fact that you have random access, you can browse stuff, and you can and the, you can play them immediately, right. without having to to load them. And the whole, for me, it kind of beats the purpose of of being able to to just play with stuff because you have to plan in advance what you want, what you may want to be using, and 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 stuff like that, and in, and in, I have to say that I was a little bit put off by that. At the same time, the hardware felt really good, um, and I'm sh- and this hardware, this new hardware thing, looks really nice. Um, so I'm I'm not sure. I'm not use I, I don't use L- Ableton much. Um, I use it at Waves for you know we when we develop stuff we we use. Uh, basically all the major DAWs so so I know it very well but but I don't know there's something about obviously there's something about limitation that can lead to to great creativity and all that but for me I just didn't click with the with the MPC lot and the machine uh, for that for that matter I do like the machine software and I use it with a mouse and and scroll through sounds with it with it yeah. up and down arrows and I like the, the the kind of library setup that with the filters and all that which which uh, and I are very famous for but um, uh, I don't know I'm it's interesting let's, isn't it let's because, wait and see. because ultimately there are there are, there are there are that this this is kind of crossing the bridge to a degree because obviously 
there's an entire kind of uh, generation and genres of people who swear by the NPC workflow, you know, got all the legacy hip hop guys, all the kind of beat makers, mm-hmm. all of those guys uh, and gals are, are like so into NPC. The, 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 the live and the X are slightly different to that. But it takes what it seems to me to offer most of all, rather than this creative powerhouse, it's the the ability to take this whole thing and just do it on the road, take it out with uh, you so absolutely. it can do all of those things at the same time. It's that that they're, they're more need to unlock. Uh, and for me, uh, most of my work, if not all my work, is done here in front of the desk. And, and one of the biggest problem I have, problem, is the, is real estate because when you work in front of a, when you work on a big mixing desk you can't put stuff on it so i have a very limited amount of of space of 19 inch um, rack space that i yeah. and i use the b-step pro for that and a little keyboard and and that's it but so anything else that i need to that i w- would like to use i need to put it on something on the side and then it get gets cluttered with the usb leads and all that so um so for me i have to be very careful about what i choose to use aside from from a mouse really yeah uh, no, I, I, can, I can understand using, that you know what yeah. i mean and and i don't i don't tour uh, at all and i don't perform i haven't been on stage for for ages uh maybe i should but uh but it, but if i do i would play guitar and not uh Ah well, there you, you go. Know, problem solved. Problem solved. Although, you actually, to I mean? be fair, yeah. to be fair, do you remember, uh, Gaz, you did that thing with the Machina. Uh, was it Machina where you process the guitar? I'm pretty sure that you can process real time inputs on the plug-in power that comes with these li- uh, with the X and the Live. And I'm guessing the operating system of this guy is going to be fairly similar. It's just the kind of hardware wrapper and the functionality that's sort of that's changed around it. So, for performance stuff. The idea of being able to take that and maybe, you know, plug a MIDI keyboard into it as well and just that's that's your lot and maybe a mic, you know, yeah, great. I like the idea of that. Yeah. I mean, it's uh it's interesting though to see how machine and um and the NPC, you know, they kind of they oh, they've been like this and then the standalone aspect of uh okay kind of taking them like this and then machine mark three having a built-in sound card and uh you know pretty decent really decent sounding sound card actually built into it sort of brings it even though it's not exactly standalone but it, it, i i think it's really healthy though that, that well, it's that kind of, yeah exactly i, I totally mm. agree we, we end up with that kind of feature i mean because as we've seen with daws isn't it you know cubase mm. went into the ascendancy and started kind of introducing all these features that other people were emulating you know before that it was maybe live or however so mm-hmm. having two competing kind of pad based platforms hardware and of course let's not forget the deluge as well i mean it's quite mm. that they're not going to have quite the same amount of resources that the akai and uh and and i have but they might they're they're two point is it 2.0 or 2.1 software that's 2.1. come out it's had a lot of yeah. but uh, you can imagine them with their next hardware platform could be another contender in that space as well yeah i mean a deluge just continues to impress doesn't it i mean in terms of the most impressive updates uh God, that thing just keeps on getting better and better so that yeah that's really that really cool and of course not forgetting in this category as well is the electron octatrack yeah uh, you know which is which kind of carves its own niche, really. It's a very unique sort of. A, well, you mean at the centre of a kind of live setup with maybe yeah. laptop free, yeah. yeah, yeah, laptop free kind of setup, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, interesting, really good. I mean, you know, again, it, well, if you went back a few years, the Octatrack was kind of the only thing really that could do that without a computer now so the fact that you've got the deluge the mpc live and and whatnot you know it's interesting i do think um that that idea though of just being in that little workspace and feeling you know i mean i know we've mentioned this many times you know you don't have facebook popping up on it and various things like that i know someone's gonna figure it out <laughs> Someone will figure yeah. it out. It'll happen yeah. at some point in the future. I mean, and this is one of my bo- my gripes about a lot of the iOS versions of things. You know, they uh, notifications. They've, 
yeah they've put all kind of social media social media stuff into some of the apps you know it's like i don't want that you want to just a music environment but um but yeah but cool this is an exciting development for sure for it is sure. and i suppose it takes us because as we know nam is uh just around the corner in fact what's the date today it's the uh what is the date it's the uh 8th 9th uh, Nam is on the 23rd. Well, the preview day is on the 23rd, uh, and then it goes through to the 27th, I believe. So we're obviously going. We're getting all prepped up for that. And there have been a few rumours around there. Um, and this is probably the biggest one. Um, although it's it, it, it's just the proximity of it to Nam probably means that it's if we're going to see it, we might well see it at Nam. Uh, but there's been a couple of things from. Uh, uh, Pittsburgh Modular as well. I'm not sure if they're showing up, but they they brought up this. Uh, it's another kind of desktop synth, which is interesting. I don't know whether that's a teeny one. I can't tell whether they they look. Yeah, they're eighth inch jack. So this sounded kind of angry. So we don't know what that is. But it sounds like I, lo- I do like Pittsburgh Modular. Pittsburgh Modular stuff looks kind of interesting. Maybe something that's taking on the. Uh, uh, from the Microvolt 3900, which we reviewed. And then there's also the, where was it? It was the Dreadbox uh, Hypnosis. So look, this this looks kind of good. Uh, I, in fact, mm. I've just reviewed the, or I will be uh, publishing the review for the um, uh, Erebus v- version 3. So uh, this it looks like a standalone effect. So uh, that's an 80s shell suit all over it, isn't it? <laughs> And I like the idea of these dedicated effect boxes. Yeah. That's a strong look for me. Yeah. So I guess we'll see this maybe at NAM. I'm not sure. Maybe at Superbooth. We don't know whether all of these people are going to be there. But this looks kind of fun. I think it's coming uh, summer. Uh, from what I understand, summer... Uh, Next, am I right with that? Have I got that? Yeah, summer 2009. Analog spring reverb, stereo analog D- BBD with chorus flanger, stereo digital delay. So there's a bunch of stuff. I mean, I know some of us are in positions where we can't actually talk about any of this stuff anyway because we're under NDAs and things. But how about if we say, what would you like to see at NAM? And obviously you can't include anything. I mean, does NAM, is NAM still important in the musical calendar for you or are you kind of more focused on the own products that you're involved in? Um, you know what? It's uh, when when I go there, it's it's overwhelming. All these uh, all these road, you know, all these uh, big uh, events. It's just mind blowing, and after a while, it's it gets too much. The noise and the the, the people and the, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and all that, <laughs> you know. And uh, so so for me, I just I just I'm more patient now, and I can wait. For, to 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 see what you what you write about it and what what other people write about stuff and uh, and all that and um, also we are very much aware um, I'm not I'm now wearing the the waves hat uh, about uh, the industry and about what everyone else is is doing and up to and uh, and what we are up to and how so I'm I'm kind of aware of what's going on uh, anyway without having to. to to, to fly for 11 hours and, uh, <laughs> and okay don't rub it in <laughs> <laughs> so uh, plus plus I've been I've been really occupied with the with the studio build and the move because I started it in in May so it's gonna be now 10 months mm-hmm. since I've been uh, building this studio uh, and this is be, uh, on top of of working and mixing and 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 producing and writing and developing stuff for waves and all that, so this year you um, can I'm take a, you can take a breather, take a breather. Just, yeah, yeah. just just stay watching the Sonic State Channel. We'll bring you all the exciting new stuff. Exactly. It's interesting, though. I mean, do you see? Do you think in some ways, Charles, we're we're kind of we sort of know about most things. I mean, it's so rare that you get a complete, wow, I didn't see that coming these days. I mean, because of the leaks. I mean, because obviously we have a certain yeah. amount of inside information, but it seems like everybody does to a degree. If somebody's got it, then somebody else has got that information too, and it'll, yeah. get, it'll find a way out. So that, that yeah, kind of absolutely. big surprise is, is, is such a rarity these days, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, just being on this show alone, I hear that's where I hear about most things. You know, and then and then once Nam happens, 
I just wait to listen to what you had to say about what happened there. But I, one thing I want to mention before I forget, um, I'm not going to go to NAMM this year. I meant to go to NAMM this year, but I'm not. But it's because I'm going to be in L.A. anyway. And uh, so maybe we can meet up on there because I'm doing a show on the 26th at uh, Microsoft Theater. Oh, that's a Saturday LA. night. Uh, it's Saturday okay. night. How yeah. long are you going to be? Well, hold on a minute. How long are you going to be in? Because uh, we get out of Anaheim. We're going to be in Santa Monica on the 27th. So we'll be in, in town then. I'll and be sort of... I'll be I'm, I'm off that day. Uh, I mean, you can come Ooh. to the show if you want. I'll, I'll get you tickets to the show. Yeah, we'll but, be um, uh, Saturday night. Is yeah, it's unfortunately it's spoken yeah. for. I appreciate that, but but yeah, that's I, I have a day off in in LA, and then the next day I fly to Peru. So we're wow. doing uh, <laughs> we're doing we're doing like Tucson, uh, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Lima, Santiago, and then back here. Wow. Okay. So, but yeah, it'd be great to hook up if if, uh, if you're there. But I do, I do. I mean, I really do want to go to go to name. I just want to experience it. I haven't. I've never been. I've always waited until things hit the shop. You know, it's <laughs> so. it's a it is a very unique experience. I mean, Gaz, you know this, don't you? Because I mean, you experienced it for the first time last year, and it's just it is kind of too yeah, much. It's it's, it's very, yeah, it can be very overwhelming. You almost, I mean, the experienced ones amongst us become very, uh, you just shut down. You try not to get too excited about stuff because you just can't sustain that level of enthusiasm and energy over that period of time. So you, you kind of, I've said this many times before, you just kind of, you strip back to the, your core bodily functions and things you have to remember, like where's the car, where's my hotel, what time is it? And that sort of, <laughs> has anyone uploaded that yeah. video yet? You know, that's it. But, and, yeah, why, no, you, and why is there no reception at all? Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, we don't have that much, so much that problem. But yeah, Gaz, I mean, you, you had it for the first time this year. I mean, what would you like to see at NAM? I mean, you know, you, we mm. have a certain amount of, like I say, but things that you just, you don't know about. You should, I want to see. <laughs> um, I would still like to see um, more MPE uh, more more manufacturers kind of uh, going into the MPE sort of world there because that's I think that last year's NAM there was that significant announcement from the uh, the MIDI uh, what they called the MIDI um, the, the the board of uh, <laughs> what are they called the MIDI organization um, the MIDI guys they, the MIDI guys <laughs> but they they yeah. announced the uh the the standardization of mpe or rather you know the uh, and also midi ce as well um so i i'm i'm really keen to see if manufacturers will have um seized upon that um oh uh, yeah I'm actually all, that, that's yeah. interesting well, just quickly the artoria hmm. um uh pigments that's oh, yeah. now got at least it's got poly uh, aftertouch uh, support. Just want to throw that in, which isn't quite MPE, but it's a start. Mm. And uh, I, yeah, I, <laughs> when the X station, Novation X station came out in the early 2000s, I just thought, wow, that's the way, you know, it's a fantastic controller keyboard. I think it was really good actually for its time with a built in audio interface. And uh, so I would just like to see something like that, like something which is. Um, something you could use live something that could be a synthesizer something that could also connect to the computer and also have some degree of mpe um controllability too uh whether anyone will do that i'm not sure but something like that i think would be really exciting but certainly mpe related stuff i think I, I suspect it will be going. I mean, that's interesting. There was another topic here, which was uh, sort of MPE, MPE related. I don't know if we'll get around to it because it's now five o'clock, but the Roly mm. Seaboard Grand has now been discontinued. Oh, yeah. So all of that mm. kind of focus to the MPC, MPE world is coming down uh, the mm. price point. So I suspect we're going to see a lot more focus on that. And, and Roly, you know, they own Juice, so that's a framework where MPE stuff can be built in. You know, I, I think we're gonna, we are gonna see a lot more MPE stuff, and with embedded technology and all of this stuff, you know, stuff coming, and I'm pretty sure we'll we'll see a lot more of that. And because Roly have pretty, I mean, I know there are other there are other flavors. Obviously, we've got the Harkham, we've got Roger Lynn stuff. There are there are other things that do it, but they've probably opened the world of that. MPE expression to a much broader audience more than anybody mm. else and, and at a great cost I mean they've put so much money into it so I think you're right I mean it feels like it's it it's not going away is it that's for sure 
<laughs> well, it's uh, it, it's exciting. I mean, I really like the instrument, and I think these are these are really really interesting devices. And uh, and with software like Pigments being compatible with it as well, ooh, you know, it's like, ooh, what are we going to see? Um, but other than that, I mean, at NAM this year, I mean, yes, we there are a few there are rumors doing the rounds at the moment, which look interesting. So uh, I think there's going to be quite a lot of cool stuff. I do think we are going to have some big surprises uh, announced there. Well, at least I'm hoping so. Um, but what again? What would I like to see other than MPE? Uh, just yeah, actually, more desktop more desktop effects units like that fantastic dreadbox one as well that's what i'd like to see some more of you know real hands-on hand, yeah. uh, desktop effects well modules. i wonder and i wonder because obviously we're, we're seeing a kind of churn to a degree of the sort of people that are exhibiting because you know nam is expensive people are maybe breaking off and thinking of doing a uh, super booth or uh, this other um um oh i've forgotten the name of it now the uh, synth uh Gosh, I'm just looking for it now. It's the uh, the one in uh, Burbank. Uh, it's called Synthplex, which is going to be in March in LA. Ah. So they'll be break. So I wonder if we'll actually start to see like we used always used to, where you get the the downstairs is where people come in because the booths are cheaper. So you get this new, a whole new sort of uh, generation of uh, uh, of manufacturers and, and new products coming in uh, as they gradually percolate up through the building to get onto the main floors. Maybe we're just going to see a whole load of new stuff, in which case it will be things that we haven't seen before and things that are going to be new. And that's part of the fun. That's what we try. We try and cre create a space in which where we've got a few hours where we could just zip around because more often than not, somebody goes, have you seen that thing downstairs? And it's like, what? And it could be anything. You just, And that's the beauty of that show. You will see that stuff still there, but you might not just see the latest make noise or pittsburgh modular whatever it is they might not choose to announce at nam they would choose to announce before as many people are doing but it's going to be fun anyway so that's for sure well we definitely saw more announcements at Superbooth uh, last year than we did at nam specifically related to yeah. stuff that, and i think we know, will again yeah from those companies yeah. for sure mm -hmm. Um, okay, well, hmm. I I don't know whether or not um, there's any other topics in there that anyone feels particularly strongly about, but it feels like we we made it to five o'clock and uh, <laughs> and it all still works. So the new year, new tech hasn't broken anything. I've got I'm looking up at the new screen that hasn't caused this computer to crash. We still seem to be streaming. The chat room's working, so that's a good start. I think that's a good start. And uh, Yoad, I'm pretty sure that you'll uh, you'll uh, you'll agree with that. Uh, being in a new facility yourself, you know. If it just works, that's always a good start, right? Absolutely. When it works, when it all works, I'll be happy. So will you be having lots of kind of uh, um, a uh, crackly patch bays from, your, from all the dust, or have you kept them all covered up? No, it's kind of, it's kind of I mean, the, I, I was trying to, to, to count the number of, of patch bay uh, points I have here, and it's in the thousands. So uh, if ninety percent wow. of them still work, uh, yeah, I, I need to 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 walk you through what's what's happening here in the studio because it, I I spent a lot of time uh, planning this and I had an opportunity. You know, when you when you build a completely new studio, um, then you have a, a really good opportunity to to rewire to to basically plan Wire how what, you want, yeah. What, yeah, and and did you have you gone so all, in, sorry in, have you gone all, have you gone all copper or are you doing any kind of like uh, Ethernet routing and running anything everything uh, like in the ceiling alone there's 48 lines analog lines as well as eight Ethernet Cat seven um, eight MIDI leads and a, even a serial port for the MIDI timepiece. Uh, to network mm -hmm. the two, you know, so, so, and even in the cupboard there, I have 16 uh, way analog with, with Ethernet, and, and it's all kind of, it's really exciting building a, a new studio in 2018 slash 19, and uh, it's very different from, from the, from last time I did it, which was 2009. So it, it's really exciting. All, uh, you know, DigiGrid, uh, not DigiGrid, um, sound grid so everything is is odd with a lot of audio networking between every room and the, the kitchen i can put a server in the kitchen cupboard and things like that and which right. can 
you know, it's like it's so crazy. Are you uh, getting? To, are you going to get to the point where? So I mean, obviously, you know, when you've got the uh, stuff over Ethernet and you're using kind of a network transport, are you going to get to the point where you can actually just be uh, away from here and just get stuff routed and, and record stuff via your studio from I some do, audio I, routing? I have been- I have been I have been doing that for for several years now. Uh, so I'm operating oh, really? the Neve uh, remotely, uh, <laughs> awesome. and I can run. Uh, obviously, not turning the knobs, but I do a lot of summing, you know, a lot of summing on the desk, and I do the I run the calibration, um, the lineup for the desk for the for the recall uh, and everything remotely, and I can I can print mixes. So the the studio will be here with 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 no one around, and the, the, there'll be lights going on off, and and um, uh, forty eight tracks playing through the Neve, and I'll record it. <laughs> wow. And it, and it really changed my life because in the old days I had to to be here all the time to print stamps and stuff like that. I have I have my assistants that do it for me to be honest, but but still I'm I can sit in bed in 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 Tel Aviv or at Waves or wherever I am. And and print mixes, run mixes through the Neve, and it's it's quite amazing. It's quite amazing. Wow, that is yeah. it. That is yeah. A, yeah, I like the sound of that. Guys, are your <laughs> cogs beginning to whir now? I'm you thinking. No, no, I'm just thinking. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, that's an interesting. Do you, I mean you've got a lot of analog stuff there, Charles? Do you? Do, yeah. Are you? Have you got any network kind of aspect to it, or is it all just copper pair, copper wires where you are? Um, I've got. Uh, so this is my my mix room. And it's a separate building from my house. My house is about 14 meters over there. And I have the whole house wired up. Um, and I've got 48 analog lines to are from and four, uh, four, four that I run as stereo mixes back. So, uh, you know, I put a stereo jack and make a stereo mix out of it. And then I've got uh, two Cat 5E lines that I, I run 96 channels on my Digico. Right. Um, so I've got I've plenty of ins and outs, but that it but nothing like what you are has. <laughs> just, wow, mm-hmm. that is I was I was salivating just listening to all the all that wiring. That's amazing. Oh, yeah, wiring. that's that's great. That's a great networking you got there, man. Yeah, I, really, I don't have anything yeah. like that. <laughs> but uh, but I do have a lot. I got a lot of stuff going on. I mean, I've, it's good because like I'm doing when I get back from South America, I'm doing a video shoot in my house, uh, a full band with a video shoot because I, I my like all of my downstairs is open plan, so it's I can fit a whole band in there pretty easily. Uh, so we're doing this video shoot, and I think we're doing it's about 60, 60 lines, sixty sixty mic channels. So uh, I know it's I know it sounds like a lot, but it's just it, we're doing some crazy stuff. But um, and we're doing ambisonics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so it, it I need it for that. But you know, although a lot of my sessions, you know, it's not nearly as many inputs as that, but it's always good to have too many. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can agree with that. Too many inputs is, is, what, is there such a thing as too many inputs? I suppose if no, they're all no. open and they've got too much That's gain the on them. That's show title, isn't it? Yeah. Is there such a thing as too, too many, many inputs? inputs? Yeah. Can you have, can you have too many inputs? Right. Um, but I'm writing that down. Too there many you go. inputs. Right. Brilliant. In the 11th hour of the show. <laughs> I'm so pleased we got there. Well, it feels yeah. like this is a kind of uh, natural point to which to sort of say uh, goodbye and thank you for watching. Uh, it's been a little bit meandering on my hosting part, just purely because it's it's a slow start mm. to the year. But I think uh, we'll be getting in there. We'll have another show next week, and I think uh, that so that will be the 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 sixteenth, and then that's it because we'll be uh, we're flying out on Tuesday the twenty second. So that'll be it until we get back and then we get a couple of days off and I land on Wednesday, the whatever it is, the 1st or the 2nd of Feb. So they're going to be a couple of weeks. But hopefully there'll be plenty of content coming your way in the meantime. <laughs> That's for sure. We'll, I mean, usually we manage to get around about 90 to 100 videos out from NAMM. And we try and make it... And also, actually, one thing that I'm quite excited about, uh, we've got... Uh, Audio Technica are sponsoring us um, by providing a load of new mics. So we now, because normally we have these Omni uh, uh, radio mics are usually Omni Lavaliers, and they're really terrible in a show environment because there's so much noise. But we've got these uh, AT... uh, I forget what they're called now, but they're headset mountable. So it's a cardioid electret, which will be here. So there'll be all of that extra rejection. Mm. 
so like the, mine. The, yeah, like your, is it? Is that what you've got as well? I have no. That's a that's a DPA. Right. Well, actually. DPA. We couldn't quite stretch to DPAs. Uh, th- a set of three of those would be, and and they also fit with the System Ten uh, wireless system, which is really great because we can have the headset mics or a lav mic or. A, a stick so if a stick works better you can give them a stick and you just pair it with the base station and it's just really flexible for that eng kind of news thing so hopefully the audio quality will be upped uh the the and everything else will be up because we've got a new kind of network video system which will fingers crossed mean that everything is just auto named i've been writing scripts that are, so basically what we do is we stick a card into one of two computers that's got a little text file on it that tells the computer what is on it and then it renames all of the folders, copies them over to the SSD. Everybody edits from the SSD, and it's all automated. So there's no human error, nice. basically. That's the idea. Mm. So that, that's our that's it's a more behind the scenes change. But the audio should change um, because of the Audio Technica mics. So I'm hoping that that's going to make a really big difference because it is such a loud environment. If we can reduce that in any way, but still still be able to keep Ho- the immediacy. hopefully no marching bands walking past. <laughs> There's always marching bands walking past. There's the drum circle. There's, the, I mean, you know, that that's that's the way it goes, Gaz. There's, you know, there will be at all times. You're probably, it's it's like that old adage, isn't it? You're never more than six feet away from a rat. It's it's kind of, you know, at Nam, you're never more than sixty meters away from a marching band. So same same sort of thing. Although I'm not saying that there's in any way a a, a, a parallel between the two things it's just the the, the distance thing yeah, uh, gosh, but they are I need, the same. I need to get out of that hole don't i uh, anyway <laughs> chaps thank you so much for joining us this week it's been fun as ever uh we will see you all next week uh hopefully some of you will make it and uh, nice to see you and i hope that your uh studio bill continues to to get you where you need to thank go you. that's it for this week thank you very much everybody we'll see you next bye, time bye everyone bye